Yo, what's going on, Flyer fans? Welcome to another episode of Flyers High and Wide. I'm your host, Angry Jim. I'm here with my co-host, Jack. You can hit him up on Twitter at FlyersYak. You can find me at Jim underscore FHW. Uh, You can find us on the following platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and the one that we use, which is Anchor. You can leave us a message on Anchor. Just search FHW Radio. Um, Jack, let's dive right into it, man. Flyers finally get a win. First one this year. Wee! Yeah, first one this year. We're almost two weeks in. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm glad. It's, I can't watch them and not want them to win. Like, I just feel like I'll be furious with them. And once they, they drop the puck and it's nothing, nothing, I'm just a fan. You know, I'm a fan again. I don't care about the standings. And it's just, I, I like watching them play. Um, so... I kept waiting for shit to go bad. It did not. Heart of Heart looked great. He had 37 saves on 38 shots. I knew they weren't going to get him the, the uh, shutout. Just had that feeling. I was like, ah, I don't think they're going to. For a second, I thought they might blow it completely, but they, they hung in there. They didn't fall apart like they usually do. Um, that being said, Dallas is a good team in playoff positions. They've had struggles of late, especially what we heard about the CEO, you know, ripping the top two players. But uh, backup goalie in, and both goals weren't exactly – you could say there was a lot of luck involved. They were both deflections, especially JVRs. It deflects from a weird angle, weird shot, deflects, and it hits the, the defenseman's skate and trickles in. So it's not like they beat them with skill tonight. They just match their intensity. They match their – hard work and got lucky with some deflections and eked out, had great goaltending and eked out a two to one win against a superior team with the back of going net. So, I'm, I mean, I don't think this means that they're going to turn around and go on a streak or anything. I think they just, they're not going to lose every single game from now to April. So <laughs> yeah, it was nice. I really liked what I saw from Carter Hart mainly, uh, but that's about it. <laughs> Honestly. Hey, you know what? Do you remember, um, a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, and really our whole flyer lives, we've been saying, man, if they just had a goalie that could steal them a game or, or, or make that save, or tonight was an example of that night. Uh, I mean, um, it's really easy for me to be negative and, and me to be angry and pick this team apart, but for as many games as they've been losing in a row, you know, they finally, they finally get a win, whether they did it the right way or the wrong way. They, they didn't look like they were outplayed, at least to me, while I was watching. I know the shots would say otherwise, um, but I'm happy with what I saw from, from Carter Hart. Uh, I didn't see, uh, maybe I missed them if, if there were, but I didn't see mistakes that led directly to goals like we've been accustomed to see, uh, seeing lately. Um, they looked in control. I think for the most part, and, and tell me if I'm wrong because I was on my laptop uh, on Twitter at some points, but it looked like they kept the the play in front of them for the most part. They weren't chasing pucks. Is that accurate? Yeah, there was there wasn't a whole lot of that. Uh, I think Dallas gave them a lot of room to work with in their own zone, at least. Or like I would see them, ch- one guy would chase, and the other defenseman would like drop it back around the net. And I remember Provorov getting it and being able to do like a full three sixty and settle himself. And, you know, and then move forward before anybody came near, started towards him. So I think that helped them. Uh, if I was the, the coach of the other team, I would be like, if you just stay on this team, if you just full court press, I think that's when they're going to make mistakes. 
And I don't think Dallas attacked like that. And I mean, this is a couple instances I noticed. I wouldn't say every instance, but definitely in our own zone, they really kind of let us operate comfortably. And the team's too talented to, you know, when they're pressured, they forget what talent is and how to play. But when they're not, they, they kind of know what to do. Um, again, on, you know, on the offense, yeah, they got two goals, but I wasn't impressed with either one of them. Um, I'm glad they scored. Um, the real the real star of the game was hands down, far and away, Carter Hart. And there's no questions about it. Um, he got the win, and I don't foresee this turning into anything. I think they – who they play? They play Calgary on Saturday or something? Like, they're, gonna, they're probably going to get smoked. Oh, they got the Devils know? next. They got the Devils. So it could be a winning streak. Devils got smoked. Who they got? Uh, let me see. If they beat the Devils, that would be two in a row. That would tie their second longest winning streak of the season with two. Devils are winnable for sure. They're not doing so hot. And then they got uh, Fletch's yeah. old team. They got Minnesota on Monday. That's a tough one. Yeah. They. I mean, they're without Dumba, and they've started to trend downwards, but they're still better than the Flyers. And yeah. is it away? Uh, the Minnesota game is home, and you can buy a ticket oh. for as low as $8. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I would go to the game, but Jake Voracek's language has, you know, really bothered me. I don't know if I want to go now. Yeah, God forbid. Could you want to talk about what happened tonight a little bit? Please. Please tell me what happened, Jimmy. So there was a, a report, and I forget who tweeted it, but apparently, uh, I mean, everybody knows. When, when your team's on the power play... You know, fans yell shoot. They want to see the players shoot. They want to see them score, really. Okay, so so in essence, fans telling you to shoot is really the fans cheering you on because they want you to score. Now, some players are a little bit softer than others, and they have a problem blocking this kind of stuff out and, and I guess really focusing on what they're doing. Uh, and Jake Voracek's one of those players, and tonight... You know, I guess maybe it got to him, and and as he's skating off the ice, he looks into the crowd and he tells everyone to sh- STFU. And if if I'm if I'm sa- I'm not sacrificing because the people that are there they want to be there, but they're they're paying their hard-earned money to to watch you play, to watch you win. They're they're rooting for you to score, which is why they're telling you to shoot, and you're skating off the ice telling them to shut the f up. Like like come on. Like, Listen, I understand I got, that sometimes there's one or two punks or, or whatever, but, dude, there's probably some kids there. There's probably some parents there. You know what I mean? Like, come on, Jake. He's he's a moron. Like, yeah, I got two takes on this. First off, there are the casual fans who go to the game because it's an experience. They want to take their kids or something like that. And when you yell shoot, it's because the game's boring. When this game started off boring. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Um... So you want you want to see action? <coughs> Excuse me, I apologize. <laughs> so you want to see action? So yeah, you yell shoot when you're not shooting, and this team has been known for not shooting when they shoot a lot. It's not like a lot of times when people yell shoot is for what I just said, but the, like when I yell shoot, it's because it's a two on on O, and they're passing too much. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a two on one, and just shoot the damn puck. But they pass. They got one of the guys behind the net is reaching back. You know, so like I get it that they should be able to understand that if there's a guy right in front of them, they don't have a shooting lane. If the crowd shouting shoot, 
It's because they're bored. They want to see a shot. This team has been extremely boring this year, not to mention completely horrible. You know, so there's that. And then there's what you brought up. And it's basically <laughs> you you pay your hard money to see the game. These guys are getting paid millions. And I've never understood this in any sport. You get paid millions and millions of dollars. And all we want is an effort. And like you said, there's kids in the stands. And you're just you're, – because your frustration is, is mounting, you scream, shut the F up to your own fan base. Because you've been so good this year that you can, you can stand above everybody else and tell us. Like th- that will drive me nuts until the day I die. Like, honestly, like, I, I just, where do you get off? You're making eight, eight and a quarter million dollars for the next five, six years, and you don't deserve it. You had one good year. After that, you've had some solid years, which are hidden by your points, which, yeah, you got 70-something points, but really you gave up about 35 of those. We all know it. You make mistakes constantly. Sure, he can show that little time where he just turns it on and looks like Gretzky. But that's few and far between. So for him to get like this, especially after every loss, all eight losses, Voracek, oh, what happened, Jake? Oh, you know, well, we got to give a 60-minute effort. We can't do that. Didn't even give a different excuse anytime. He just That's somebody who doesn't care. Just get the camera away from me. Get the microphone. I don't care. I have my millions of dollars. And, you know, I felt that from Ghost before because he did something similar. Ghost is a kid. Vorchek's like the number two guy on this team, and he's like 29 years old. Like, he needs to act like it. And it's just really sad to see that because I really used to love Vorchek. And if he was traded tomorrow, I wouldn't even feel bad. If we <laughs> traded Vorchek for a fourth-round pick, I'd be like, look at all the cap space we just got. He's wearing so, an A on his sweater, man. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, exact, that's exactly it. Like, Drew would never do that, and he knows not to do that. Vorchek, as far as I'm concerned, can go pound sand. Even if it, even if it was, your team sucks balls. You cannot make, you can't, you have nowhere to stand. None, none. Like Jerusalem. That's why he blocked everybody on Twitter, and only his friends, only his friends and family can talk to him because he, he's a douchebag. He's a, he's a little baby. That's it. He's a that's, baby. That's the problem with this team. There's too many babies. That's what I've been saying. I agree 100%. I mean, number one, there really are babies on this team, like actual babies, like 20, 21 years old kids. And then there's guys like Ghost and Voracek. I mean, I, and I don't think that they're alone. You know what? I, I tweeted something the other night that guys like Giroux, uh, guys like Simmons, give me another guy, TK, even though TK is still a little bit on the younger side. Those three guys, and maybe there's more, but just use those three. They're outnumbered big time, I think, by you know the young kids. And I think that there's guys pushing the other way. Um, and when I say that, I mean that there's leaders that are trying to go one way, maybe trying to move forward. But when you have guys that kind of sulk and, and kind of um, imagine you're going up a hill and you're carrying dead weight or there's guys that are trying to pull you backwards. I think that's what guys like Voracek are. And I think Ghost can go either way. He kind of, you know, he'll go if everyone's going uh, right, he'll go right. If everyone's going left, he'll go left. He's a follower. But I think that Voracek is a leader, and I think that he's leading um, in the wrong way, if that makes sense. I think that he's kind of uh, the anti-leader right now. He's negative. He sulks. He's cursing at the fans. Uh, he, he's, 
he blames everybody but himself. It sounds like he, that's you know, it, Jake. All of a sudden, Jake is like Wayne Gretzky because he scores eighty points in a season. You know what I mean? Like, dude, get get over yourself, dude. There's there's a hundred other players just like you. No, yeah, and it's true. I mean, it just kills me for what he's making and how he's deteriorated. It makes me really angry. And you're right, where like his antics, like I can see other young players picking up on that, being just bitter towards the media, towards the fans, especially. Yeah, Yo, you know who I see it from already. You know who I see it from already, and and pay attention when he does his interviews. Now I see it from Nolan Patrick already, dude. He's 20 years old. Six points in 35 games or whatever it is, and he's talking to everybody like he's been here for five years. Yeah, he's uh, – it's a shame because he's he's got that look, like that face. Like that he's tired already. Look. Like you've been here for a year and a half, dude, two years. Yeah, he's got that pretty boy. I, was the, I should have been the first overall pick of the draft. I'm going to make millions regardless of what I do look. Yeah. The good thing is he played guys like that usually don't play defense very well. I think he the least does that. But yeah, it, it sucks. Like you need to be more like Drew. Drew gets gets mad and he starts laying hits and he yells at like people to do their shit right. You know, do their job. He's a leader. Yeah, he's a real he's a real leader and he leads more so by example. But yeah, where these other guys, these the ghosts and the war checks and the the whiners like. I don't want no whiners. Don't whine. That's that's cry baby. Woe is me. That you're gonna. That you'll never be able to have that mentality to last in the NHL. That's why a lot of people say I don't think you need to ease anybody into the NHL. Either you can play or you can't. If your mind can't handle that capacity of being here at this time, then you know you're not gonna make it. I don't think that's true with goalies though. But with everybody else, for the most part, it is. Only if somebody's not ready, you shouldn't have them play. But if you're worried about, you know, them coming up for a little bit and they're gonna, they're how they're gonna handle the media and all that, then like they shouldn't be in this profession. And if he's already like that, sometimes they just have that demeanor. I can't, like I, we used to give certain players in Philly in general a hard time for they don't care. I'm trying to think of somebody who, who do we always used to say they just don't care? But it really was just like it was just their attitude their demeanor i can't there was there was definitely some oh like chase utley like chase utley like he was one of our favorite players of all time but he really didn't show a whole lot of emotion you know yeah and i i think at first it, i think there's something of somebody else too but that can rub people the wrong the wrong way so i'm not ready to like cast him out but he knowing how poorly nolan patrick's playing he should should really Talk to somebody about how his interviews are going and maybe try to show that he cares a bit. On the other hand, most hockey players aren't the most entertaining of folk, if you've seen by some of their commercials. So I don't want to kill him too much, but I, I understand what you're saying. That could definitely be rubbing off. And after seeing what Voracek did, sad. So I got a, a couple questions for you. I got, I got one on Voracek for you and one on uh, Patrick. The first one... We'll do for Patrick. And these were Twitter polls. Uh, how do you feel about Patrick getting sent to the minors for a couple games? I thought I saw somebody tweeting that stuff. I mean, at this point, how bad the team has been, anything is possible. And I mean, I, I mean as long as they couldn't, he couldn't get waiver claimed, I'm not sure what our deal is with that. 
absolutely he deserves it he's not if if that would show the rest of the team and even the guys on the phantoms like you don't perform nobody's untouchable and at the same time you don't have to trade somebody just for the sake of trading them to get your point across you know so yeah i would send anybody to the minors anybody but drew carter hart might go but not because he's bad well yeah because you know? yeah they still got elliot and the other uh Stoli coming back Maybe. And Neuvirth gets hurt in the locker room now. He, you know, finishes a game and then it comes out a day later he's hurt again. <laughs> but, uh, you know, I would – no, I would never be against that. Like, it should be like that even when they're decent, you know. If you're playing that poorly and it's not going to – and we don't want to trade you because, you know, there's potential there. You know, yeah, we're going to – you should be able to be – it's better than sitting in the press box because when it's time for you to play again, you're not um, – you know, you're fresh, not fresh. You're not out of, you know, playing shape or, you know what I'm trying to say. You're not, yeah, I, I got it. Yeah, so, you know, especially with the younger guys. They need to keep playing. You need to know what you see from them. The older guys, they can go in the press box. You know, McDonald's should be having, you know, a cot in there. Was he out uh, tonight? I noticed Faleem was playing. Was McDonald out? I think McDonald's hurt right now. Okay. I, don't, I don't know for sure. If it's something small, I don't think it's anything long-term. Um. But, yeah, I didn't notice him. I mean, no, I didn't see any flyers laying on the ice, so I guess McDonald was out of the lineup. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I want to overshadow, like, a good night. It was a good win. But the season, as far as we're concerned, is, is lost. You know, so whatever. Great. They look good. Yeah. I, I'm looking at individuals now. I think it's time to bring the kids up. I think it's time. The trade deadline can't come fast enough because – you really want to see them move guys like Gudis and Wheel and Simmons and replace those guys with young guys to see what you have for next year. Get their feet wet, you know? Well, we should already be looking towards next year, clearing some cap, and just see what happens, you know, at, at this point. Take the pressure off. Definitely explore a possible trade for Vorchex. I'm dumb. I'm totally done with him. But I got a question so, yeah, for you on So go back to your poll. I'm sorry. I go on a tangent there. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think, I, I think everybody – if it doesn't affect them getting picked up or traded or whatever, everybody should be have that threat, and especially this team because of how poorly they played. So I think it could be a like a it should be viewed as a positive thing. Like absolutely, it shouldn't be viewed as a negative thing because I I feel like uh, it'd be more for if he goes to the minors, it'd be it'd kind of be like, hey man, like you're in a losing locker room right now. Like things are going pretty south. We're on an eight game losing streak even though they won tonight. But, you know, hang out with the Phantoms for a little bit. They seem to be doing well. Spend some time in a winning locker room and, and bring that mentality back to the to the Flyers, you know. Um, and, then, and then what happens is Patrick can kind of work on changing the Flyers locker room. And, and sometimes when you're in the problem, it's hard to see that you're part of the problem. So when you're pulled out and now you're on the outside looking in and you and, – he spends time in a winning culture. He's like, whoa, like we're like way far away from where we should be. You know what I mean? Maybe he finds yeah, his offensive real, game a little bit down there, and he comes back, and he's he's brand new. He's fresh. That's a really interesting perspective. I almost wish it'd be, instead of like Nolan Patrick, although I could see him going down regardless, somebody else who has more of a leadership, has more leadership qualities, because they could like pick that up, and then when they come back to the NHL, hopefully be – revitalized and then like start to implement the difference between what you're seeing in a winning organization or a winning team with the phantoms and start to 
weave that in to how the Flyers are. Like, that's a real I, – I, yeah, definitely didn't think of that that one. Yeah, I could see. I don't know who that player would be, though. Heh, I would say Voracek, but I'm done with him. So who's that? <laughs> you know, you're not going to send Simmons down. You're showcasing him. Patrick makes sense based on his youth. So who's, like, the youngest guy you could send down who could theoretically do that and have some, like, clout with the team? They could come back and be like, this is what they're doing down there, and they win. We suck. Maybe we should – it's probably too little too late at this point, to be quite honest. So. Well, that's why I was but thinking it, it's Patrick. it's an interesting perspective. That's why I was thinking Patrick because like, I could see, like, that sour puss on his face already. I'm like, dude, you haven't been here long enough to be to be walking around like that, dude. Like, like maybe he, he's – you know, Hextall preached all this, you know, let's do things the right way. Let's develop guys. And then uh, I know Patrick was a second overall pick, but the, the kid didn't spend a second in the minors, and he comes right in with the big club, and uh, he's given a role. Like, really, he I know he was hurt. You know, I know he was hurt again this year. But he hasn't done anything for me that's been like, wow, like, thank God we got him with the second overall. I know he's supposed to be because he was a second overall pick, but he hasn't done anything for me, to be honest with you. That's like, oh, thank God we got Nolan Patrick. Oh, no, no, no. It's quite the opposite. It's almost like, I mean, it's definitely early. Some guys develop slower than others, but everybody's labeling him like bus potential. Like, oh boy, here we go. You know, look at what Elias Pettersson's doing. He was the <laughs> sixth of that draft. You know, I haven't heard a whole lot of Heesher, but the guy Dallas got number three, the defenseman Hiskinen, he looks Heisman, pretty good yeah. too. And, you know, Patrick looks like complete crap. He's still injury prone. The whole thing was like this is his first full off season, and he put on some muscle, and he's he's just not been an effective center at all. He's not been an effective NHL player. It's like I don't see any of that skill from juniors at all. I see nothing. Defensively, he's okay, and that's about it. He barely he barely drives the play. The, the whole team misses the net. That's yeah. why the two goals were deflections. Yeah, also you know act, I can almost say accidents. Like an actual shot and score where you pick a spot and hit it. I think only Giroux can do that right now. Yeah, for and, real. You know, he had an opportunity. He had a nice opportunity today, but he shot it. He shot it. Ready for this, Jimmy? High and wide. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Promotion. And around board, so, I don't know. It's just, it's definitely too early, but it's still scary because you want to see this guy come out of the gate and just know you didn't get a bust. We all thought we got lucky when we jumped up. Now we're like, Damn. It sucks. You know, then you added Provorov struggles. It's like, are we going to – I don't want to definitely not say a bust with him. We've seen him perform and perform well at the NHL level. But it's just like, man, we need to get more out of our draftees. If this was Hextall's plan, well, he drafted the wrong guys. It's definitely too early to say that. But it's not early. It's not definitely too early to be scared. Like, yeah. it's, it's, they're the worst team in the league. Heiskanen's the uh, Heiskanen's number number two rated, uh, you know, young defenseman behind Dahlin. That's insane. Could you and, I mean, Dahlin's a he's a generational talent supposedly. Yeah. You know, so he's pretty much outside of that. He's like the best young defenseman. Like, ugh. it just sucks. It's like well, it's like always us. <laughs> Me, we got JVR. You know what I mean? Yeah. Only Giroux was like our our great pick. And he was I mean? a later like, pick, wasn't he? He kind of busted his ass to get up here. Well, well, later in the first round, but he was still a first round pick. He was like like twenty two or something. Yeah. Uh, 
hopefully Carter Hart because that, that's the only other one. Yeah, Limblom was a fifth round pick, but it's nothing special. You know, can you think of anybody else? We draft Coots was the eighth overall pick of the draft. So, and he's regressed this year. So I can't think of anybody on the current team that was like drafted high, supposed to be good and turned out to be good. Still too early on guys like Provorov connect me, but that's kind of what we're talking about here. Early signs are concerning. At least this season is concerning, especially for Nolan Patrick. They need to do something. You know what's crazy, man? You look at the, the some of the ages of the guys on, the, on this team, and there's maybe a handful that are over 25, 26. Everybody else is like 22 and under, which is pretty insane. For And we had, I mean, we had some pretty high expectations, but there's a lot of guys that needed to take that next step this year, and what are the chances that that, that was going to happen, you know? Maybe we should have been looking at, you know, maybe we, our expectations were too high. It wasn't just us, though. Like, hockey news, like, you know, big cat Canadian, like, hockey outlets, like, they had a couple of players, but like only three or four picked to like break out the season. And one of the players they picked was Nolan Patrick. So like that really sucks. Mm-hmm. Uh, TK, you know, we were all hoping he would continue that like nifty Brad Marchand style of play and scoring. It's not all on him, but it's not there either. Uh, JVR looks like a bust of a signing right now. I'm not ready to kill him. I understand that he had an injury to start the season and he needs an effective center, which he's not had. But speaking of effective centers, Coots is nowhere near the player he was last year. You know, yeah, yeah Drew, I think you overachieved a little bit. Our two best players on the team are our captain and hockey Flyers Hall of Fame walk-in, you know, Claude Giroux, and a rookie named Carter Hart. I wouldn't put anybody else above them based on this year's play. I would not. I would definitely would put Vorchek. Simmons isn't scoring like he used to. Power play is a joke. You know, Ghost is barely staying playing. You know, he's not scoring at all. He's not hitting the net. Yeah, he'll pick up an assist now and then. But he used to be that guy who would make you break your ankles on your skates. He would make things happen. He was that exciting player. He's not exciting at all. He's a joke. You know like, what? You, you made a you thing. made a, a good point earlier in the show when you said. That Dallas, you noticed Dallas wasn't pressuring as much, and I think uh, maybe most teams caught on to that. That if you pressure the Flyers, they they panic a little bit, and if you give guy like if you give a guy like Ghost some room, he will make something happen. He's very gifted offensively, but if you pressure him and you don't give him that time and space, I I think teams maybe caught on to that. <laughs> I, it is. You'll see when they like make mistakes it's because somebody pressured mm-hmm. it's not a bad it's not always a bad pass usually those plays that lead right to goals is because they panic around the net Provorov trying to get the puck out because the guy's coming at him makes a bad pass it gets blocked either it's stolen or it trickles somewhere else or it kills the any offense they had and they got to regroup like you'll feel it Coots gave up a pretty bad goal he, he tried doing a drop pass because the guy was pressuring him uh, yeah, he put enough on it intercepted down shot scored you know, and it's like it was. And if he didn't score, it would have been a penalty, possibly a penalty shot. And it's like, yeah, it, they don't know. They panic. They don't know what to do. And a lot of the things they do do when they're on offense and they get in trouble, they're. T- you ever see that pass where like usually it's Vorchek will send it all from one boards to the other through all that traffic. <laughs> yeah, like that's, that's what they, that's what they were taught to do 
when they make when they get into trouble because it's like a weird passing teams picked up on it and now that gets picked off and it's a breakaway the other way and in that one game I'm thinking of we had the goalie pulled he did that and it led to like a breakaway empty netter you know what I mean that's Voracek scoring seventy points a year but giving them back at the same time perfect example so yeah like you get pressured they panic every time they uh, it's like almost guaranteed only the players who have good hands and big bodies like. JVR and Simmons can actually like stick handle a little bit away and hang on to it, shovel it around the boards. I see Roth will do it too, Giroux. Uh, but like a lot of the defensemen, because they're young and or inept, like you know McDonald, or they know what they'll do? They'll fire it. They'll take a fire it right into the defenseman's pads. And what happens? It deflects past them, and now it's a race. Yeah. A race they always lose. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you just – all you got to do is step up and challenge them, and you, you've half, you've already halfway won the battle. And yeah. That sucks. That's, that's terrible. So I got one more, one more question for you. I don't mean to change topic, or maybe I do mean to change topic, but Voracek, I mean, he's – I think he scored in two straight games now. Is it two? He scored the other night. Is it three? He didn't score tonight, and it was disallowed. Okay, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was disallowed. Okay. That was goaltender interference. Thank God. Yeah. Because listen, I want it to be called right when it's like one-one in the Flyers score, and they shouldn't be overturned. So it's night like tonight. That needs to be overturned. That was the literal definition of goaltender interference. <laughs> they didn't argue it. They didn't argue it. Thank God. But they got it right. They did it right. I'm surprised that referee didn't call it right from the get-go. He was standing right there. Yeah, that was pretty terrible that they had to review that, but. So yeah, so yeah, but go ahead. Would uh, would you see? I mean, if let's just say that Voracek keeps up his usual BS, would do you can? Should they bench him for a game or two? Should they put him in the up in the box, just to send the yeah. message that hey, we know you're here for seven years, we're we're paying you. What's he making? Eight point eight point two something like that. Eight point two five, yeah. And and you know. You're not the, you're not the boss on this team. Like we're still in charge. You're a player for the club. Get your shit together. Like you're making all kinds of money. You're a leader on this team. Friggin' start acting like one. And that will trickle down to the rep. Cause I, I, I kind of get the feeling like even when Hackstall was around, that the players kind of ran the show a little bit. And and like you you know like when you when you had a substitute teacher back in high school or whatever like. <laughs> You know, like you knew that you weren't going to do anything that day. Like he would come in, you know, introduce himself, put on a movie, and then it was bullshit the rest of the day. That's how I felt like when Hack was here. Like he would come in. All right, guys, this is what we're going to do. He leaves. All right, everybody go back to throwing paper airplanes and shit. You know what I mean? I think someone needs to come in and say, hey, this is how we're going to do things now. If you're not going to do do things how we want, the flyer way, if you're going to embarrass us, if you're going to curse at fans, go sit up in the box for a game. Well, that's kind of why I want a guy like Quenville in here. Yeah. Quenville has the stature. Like, if he was the substitute teacher, you're not throwing paper airplanes. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying, you're like, dude. You're like, this guy means business. If I even step out of line, I'm going to be in the principal's office. You know what I mean? And that's why I wanted him. Because it's not just that he's a hard-nosed coach. He's a three-time Stanley Cup winning hard-nosed coach. Where Hacksaw comes in straight out of friggin' college, never won any championship, and is benching Ghost and Sandheim and 
you know, the team didn't like that. That's like oh, widely known that the team was like, are you serious? Like, this is stupid. Yeah. You know, like a kid makes a mistake. McDonald makes them every single day. You have him in all situations. Like he contradicts himself. You know, Hacksaw was a clown. So like, yeah, if a clown's running the show, you know, the inmates are going to run, run the asylum basically. Right. You know? I think that's what happened. I, well, well, yeah, exactly. They tuned him out, but he's been tuned out for years and it took him forever to figure it out. But the guy comes in and this, all this is, is exactly what we need. Quenville or of somebody of similar stature can't be taking any risks. I don't think, I think it'd be a horrible move if they went, let's go pluck the next, uh, guy out of college like because the rangers hired a guy i think there's another team like or and they also shouldn't go back to the well of name coaches who were never successful i don't want a Lavigneau. he yeah he was somewhat successful he never won the cup though he's you know like i think he's passed his time a little bit i want them to go get hitchcock or you know because he's passed his time as well or like somebody who's or, or uh, dan bismal he won a cup with a stacked stack team that had Crosby way in his prime that was not even – he took over midseason, you know. And, you know, they just fired the coach to get a rise out of the team. After that, the team went downhill. You know, like he never won anything. Buffalo hired him. They were terrible. Yeah. So I that, that's – we can't have – I need like an actual coach who's won, who's won from – was there in training camp and won three cups in like six, seven years. Like – it's a dynasty kind of coach. Like I need that. I need that kind of structure. Like Babcock would make sense too. I know he's on a team, but I'm just saying that kind of coach is what we need. So, cause then these players, they'll be held accountable. And I think we've always said that this team is never held accountable. Now Chuck Fletcher has to be on the same page here. He's got to start moving people out because he was brought in because of Hextall's inaction. Chuck Fletcher hasn't done anything. Now I understand that to a degree. I think, it's always been said when you're a GM and you're in trouble, the other GMs in the league, they're not going to throw you a lifeline. If they do, it's going to be a big, heavy anvil. You're going to take it, sink right to the bottom. Like they're looking to, to peck at your corpse. You know what I mean? Right. They want you to make a mistake, a desperation move, and they want to be that GM who said, yeah, I got him. I got him first. <laughs> so they're all waiting for him to make his first move, whether it's a smart or smart one or not. Yep. So I think he's getting lowballed. But that being said, too bad. Something, you got to do something. And it starts with the trade deadline. Yeah, it's going to come quick. Well, that's what I'm saying. So it starts with that. And then, yeah, I, I think they need they need somebody who you can't tune him out because he's got too much respect and, and success. And that the guy like that doesn't make any sense with a guy like Haxtell. Yeah, so I I agree that that's what happened, and then uh, I wonder, I just wonder though, if like a guy like Paul Holmgren or or now Chuck Fletcher, I wonder if he realizes that because I remember seeing something that he likes this locker room, or he hasn't seen a locker room that was so close knit before, and I'm like, that's not good with this team because they're too comfortable. Of course they're going to be close. Like how can you be how can you be so close and and I'm not sure what he means by that. Like maybe they're uh, trying to help each other uh, through, you know, losing eight in a row. I don't know. But a close locker room while you're losing eight straight games is you got to break that up, dude. Break that shit up because that's the issue is the close knit locker room. You know, shake, shake some things up. Have people afraid. You know, 
Sometimes people play better when they're scared. You know what I'm. You know what I mean. Well, it's interesting you said it because when they fired Hextall and then Hackstall, that's when they started to go on a little bit of a win streak. Nothing with Hextall. They pretended like they were scared. Oh, nobody's untouchable. But then they still lost. It wasn't until Hackstall was gone and they, they're guys they see every day that they started to do something. And then they went right back to how they were. There's a serious problem with the actual core of this team. I, I keep coming back to one name, and I hope it's not because I'm just mad. What he did, but Voracek needs to get moved. He I'm does. Sorry. How do you move him now? So much well spent elsewhere. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that he's still, I, he's still pretty highly regarded around the league. I, I think. I mean, he, we see him every night, so we see his bad. Um, you know, he, he's a, he's a good player, but he makes, you know, he makes too much money to be doing what he's doing and to be acting yeah, he, how he's acting. He's like a six million dollar player right now. And yeah. he, had, he was he was maybe not so much last year, but if this continues, he's over the amount of years he has left, he's he's really overpaid, and he just he embodies as we were just talking to earlier that entitlement that s s you know telling the fans to go fuck themselves, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, like that's, that, that's not cool. He just represents that. Drew never represented that for me. I, I mean, I wouldn't get rid of him just to get rid of him. I want to get something. Definitely is the same with guys like Ghost, who I think is very similar, and Patrick. But, like, yeah, I get what you're saying. And I think some guys like that need to be moved. It's not just Simmons because his contract's up. You know, it's not just letting Letaire go or moving – letting Raffle go. Like, somebody who's supposed to be part of the future – needs to go because they're not part of the future. They're not the player they, we thought they were. No. This season's proved it. Even with winning teams, there's going to in winning seasons, there's going to be animosity and how do you handle it? That's how you handle it? That's terrible. You don't, I'm just, I don't like that on my team. Like what kind of message does that send to the younger players? Like, oh, when the... Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly it. It's like, you're the guy, you wear the A, you talk to the media, you know, and you're falling, you're falling to pieces on in, on live TV to our own fans. Yeah. What a joke. Yeah. I, I, it's like you have no room. It's not like if that was Drew, I'd be upset. But like I couldn't say much because he's still Drew. He's great. Warchek's been terrible. If I'm the coach and and I and and one of my players comes off like that, he's he's sitting on the bench the rest of the game. You gotta you gotta send a message if. Because if if he thinks he's the alpha dog and and this is my team as the coach, dude, sit your ass on the bench. I'm the alpha. You know what I mean? I mean, again, that comes about to Clemville. I'm sure he would do that in a heartbeat. Like those are those are my fa- they're your fans. This is our home rink. You're not gonna tell them to sh- shut the f up. Block it out like a man and and play the effing game. Sit your ass on the bench. That's the example you gotta set. Because if you allow someone to come off the ice like that and, and, oh, yeah, he's distracted. He had every right to tell him to shut the F up. Dude, block that block that shit out and go play. It's Yeah, it that's just comes back to its culture. And they had a – I like how they had a meeting a few games ago, yeah. uh, team-only meeting, and they still lost the next three or four games. <laughs> it's like it's – like, that again tells me it's the core because it's not just Drew speaking at this meeting. You know, it's Drew, and I'm sure his assistant captains are behind him, and they're clowns. One of them is McDonald, which nobody will ever understand. 
I wonder if they even let McDonald talk during those things. How do you not snicker if he's talking? (laughs) Like how Ottawa treated their penalty kill coaches in the Uber video. Yeah. That's how I would feel about McDonald. Yeah, guys, we really need to play hard. Well, this guy can't even skate. (laughs) (laughs) How can you have told me how to play? He doesn't even know how to skate. (laughs) You know what I mean? He played for the Islanders before this. It's not like he came from some winning culture. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I'll never understand that as long as I live. Oh, we like him for, we really like him for his, uh, his leadership. And like, this, this ship has just gone crashing into the earth. What leadership? What do you like about it? I don't get it. It makes no sense. He doesn't lead by example. Anything he does say contradicts how he actually plays. And the team results suck. So what is there to like about this guy? I'll never understand that. I don't understand why they had to sign. How long did they sign him? Five, six years? Six years and $5 million after they traded a second and a third for him because he was their big deadline acquisition. I don't and understand that, why that they had the to do that. Room. Yeah, crazy, Sad. man. It's just, oh, my God. The worst. When you take you add all that up, he's the worst defenseman the, team, the, the franchise has ever had. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not saying, I'm not saying he's skill-wise the worst. Or when you take in what we gave up for him, the contract, the like, he's the, he's just, he's the worst. Yep. And it has been the worst stretch of hockey I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the team's only been around since 67. They were pretty damn good during the 70s and 80s and the latter part of the 90s. So, yeah, this is probably the worst stretch of hockey the city has seen in a very long time. Who would you rather have, Andy McDonald or Steve Eminger? Steve, em- <laughs> Steve Eminger was only here for like 30 games. <laughs> yeah, but we gave up a first and a third for him. Now, the price to get him was tough, but you got to understand, and we missed out on John Carlson because of that. Yeah. But, um, but there's potential. At least we took a shot. You know what I mean? And then it didn't work out, and he was gone. Yeah. We paid less of a price for McDonald, but he's still here five years later. You know what I mean? I'll be here for one more. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe yeah, it's, they... Been long it's just, it's like, yes, Everger sucked. It was most likely, I don't, I don't know which player is worse. McDonald shouldn't be here either, but he is. You know, it was he was a problem, so they got rid of the problem. McDonald's been a problem for years. They're not getting rid of him. That's the real issue. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and he sucks up a chunk of the cap that Everger never did. Uh, quick question since we talked about Cap. Is Laterra, is he still up with the Flyers? Uh, no, I don't, haven't seen him. I think he's just been a healthy scratch all this healthy time. Healthy scratch, yeah. I think they're just waiting for the season to end. His contract will be up, and we'll just let him go. And that's $5 I mean? million like, off yeah, the book. Yeah, our problem kind of thing. Sweep it under the rug, whatever, you know? Yep. I just I got a dynasty trade offer. Yeah, so... Luckily, that's $4.5 million. be great if they got rid of McDonald. That'd be a total of, and whoever else they cut, it'd be like $10 million in cap space. Doesn't Raffle make a couple bucks? He makes two or three. Yeah. What about so Weiss? Like, Weiss is here for another year? He's got another year at two-something. Yeah. Like two-six, two-eight. Oh, hey, how, how about, uh, we, didn't, we haven't talked about this. Did you hear that uncut thing the other night? Where, where Jonesy and Jackson's mic wasn't cut off yet? Yeah, I did. And what do you think about that? 
it sucks that it was heard like that. And I, I mean, the fact that people do that stuff is is like record it and then post it. It's really sad and shady because um, everybody talks shop. Everybody talks about everybody. Everybody talks about their own friends. Like everybody talks about everything. It is what it is. To me, it shows that they're fans and don't just show up. Do the, do the broadcast and they go home and pretend like the Flyers don't exist. Like they actually care about the team. Yeah. And on top of that, everything that was said it was correct. You th- you disagree with anything they said? Because I don't. No. No, you know no, what it you know what it confirmed. Like, it confirmed. I heard, go ahead. I'm like, well, yeah, we sucks, but he's not the problem. <laughs> but. No, it confirmed for me that we actually we know what we're watching. You know, we're not stupid fans. Like we. We know that that Voracek disappears for some games. Uh, I mean, who cares about Weiss? Like we know, we know Weiss stinks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But but we know what we're watching. We're not stupid fans, you know. It just kills me. You, the team has literally one of one of, if not the worst penalty kill, and one of, if not the worst power play. And then we boo and scream shoot, and the team is shocked that we're upset. Yeah. Like that. I don't, and I don't think at, at any time in the history of the team, except for maybe when they were first born in '67, and there was only like ten teams in the league. You know, were they ever that bad on on special teams? Like this, there's 31 teams in the league. You got Ghost and Drew on your power play, and you can't produce. <laughs> like, and you're the fans are upset, and you're you wonder why this team is an absolute joke. I, I say this after a win. I mean, some guys got to look in the mirror, and, and Voracek's definitely one of them. Yeah, well, they're very quick. This team, and it, it stemmed from the other head coach, you know, they're very quick to blame everything else. It's true. They'll give you the bullshit, oh, we need to play better, we need to play a full 60. That's just lip service. You know, that that's that. you have that in your back pocket. You know what I mean? They use that excuse all day. They don't mean that. They just want you to get the camera out of the face because they lost. That ain't a real example. Yep. You know, that's not a real reason. They don't care. You know, what's real is screaming, at, shut the fuck up to your own fans. Because yeah. they're very quick to point the finger. Haxall twice said, well, the fans aren't very nice and it hurts our feelings. And Are you kidding me? Like, you're, you're professionals. Like, come on. Hey, you know who everybody should be angry at? <laughs> Whoever came up with the jersey design for the, uh, the outdoor game. Did you see that ugly thing? It's, it's, you know, I think it sums up the season, to be honest with you. And it sums up the shellacking they're probably going to take in the outdoor games. They're already, <laughs> what, 0-2, 0-3 in outdoor games? Yeah. So now they're going to come here to Philly, play our worst rivals, and they'll probably lose like 6 nothing. Dude, it describes the team. It's a it's a boring jersey. It's a bland jersey. It's two colors. <laughs> There's no creativity. It is what it is. If they were winning and were boring, that'd be one thing, but... They're boring as hell, and they suck. Yep. I just... A team that's got... The only thing... It reminds me of that playoff series against Washington where the fans threw the um, Ed Schneider bracelets, you know? It's like I had heard this whole heartwarming story about how Ed Schneider was really close with the players, and they were talking, and he's in his hospital bed, and they're telling them that he loves them, and he's saying they love him, and you know, he passed away, and they... they proceed to play the Capitals and they lose in five games and in two of those games both at home they get completely blown out 
<laughs> it's like it's like you guys have and you're mad at the fans for doing that. Like, don't talk. Yeah. Just let you take your stupid two minute penalty. It's not like you were gonna come back and win. You know, and just finish out the game. You're an embarrassment. And this team just doesn't understand like the way that they're playing and the lack of effort they're giving is an embarrassment. And if Ed Schneider were alive today, he'd have you all fired. Like, this would not fly. And you're lucky that the cap is what it is and contracts are how they are and Ed Schneider's not here anymore. So you can fall into this daze of I'm just here to collect a paycheck style of play. And it's not everybody, but it's most of them. And that's what drives me most the same is the lack of care and effort. And yeah, Voracek and Patrick and Ghost, they just sum that shit up for me. You know? And I don't like crybabies. Mason was a crybaby. I liked Mason up until he became a crybaby and now he's one. <laughs> Voracek can follow him for us all that care. Mace had that crybaby face. Like, he always felt like he was just going to start to cry during an interview or something. His cheeks would get all rosy red, and he just waited for the tears. But It, it kills me. It's like when he had a nobody behind him, and, like, Rob Zepp was his backup. Yeah. Mason was great. But the second any kind of talented goaltender came in, he just got all bent out of shape, and it affected his play. Like, that's ridiculous, man. You're, you're, a, you're a professional. Like, give me a break. Like... He's sad. It's really sad how his career fell off because he gave us one of the best goaltending uh, season performances back in like 2014 or whatever, 13, whatever the hell it was. But yeah, now now I see that from Simmons and or, I'm sorry, Voracek. And the more players they trade from this team, start over and get a new core in here, and the faster the better. That's honestly how I feel. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be interesting. So, I mean, tonight marks, marks win number one of, of a possible winning streak. So, we'll see. First one of 2019. Yeah. <laughs> what are we, 10 days in? Holy crap, man. 10 days in and they played at like seven games. <laughs> Jesus, that's pretty, that's terrible. I'm, you know what? They, they've scored only, uh, they've scored three goals or more. I'm sorry. They scored over three goals only once under Scott Gordon. That was a 6-5 loss to the Lightning. They're having trouble scoring goals under Scott Gordon, so I'm not sure. Well, I'm not sure why that is. Useless. Yeah. You know, during the, the during their 08 run, their power play was like three for 29. Like it was like 13 percent efficiency. Penalty kill was just as bad. Like, hey, they didn't give up a penalty kill goal tonight. I forgot. Did they? Well, here's the question: What's Hoblock, What's Knobloch still doing here? I thought he was supposed to improve an already good penalty, uh, power play. Is he new this year? Like, where did he come from? I think it was either juniors or the AHL, and he was viewed as like a head coach. This guy's gonna be a head coach someday. Takes over our power play, and it it like Lappy completely deteriorates, and he's not shown the door. I don't get it. Why is Lappy? Why is he and Lappy still here? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's not meant for the power play, and they're just looking for a spot for him. If that's the case, he should have went down and been the head coach of the Phantoms. But now that guy's doing pretty well, so you don't want to do that. So now they're just on limbo. And because Lappy blocked his shot with his face 27 years ago, he's he'll have a job until he dies, I guess. I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't. He's got a nice haircut. Yeah, but have you seen his nose? 
I shouldn't have said that. You mean the S? I'm just mad. I'm just mad. Anyway, they won tonight. We should all bow down and realize how great of a team we had. Hey, we can be happy for at least a night. You know, we can go to bed knowing that they got at least a win. Well, I started the podcast and like started the podcast in a pretty uh, positive mood, and then we brought up Vorchek. <laughs> it's pretty down. easy to go south, yeah. All so right, Jimmy. You got any uh, trades? Uh, trades you've been thinking of, Ponder? No, I've been seeing. I, I keep seeing a lot swirling around Wayne Simmons. Apparently, uh, you know, the you were right. The GMs around the league and and other uh, like uh, team, uh, what do you call it? Team fan bases, or uh, they they view Simmons, I guess, uh, like a legit trade deadline uh, guy. Like the, it sounds like the Flyers are going to get a decent package for him, which which you were saying all along. Um, People are saying pick, prospect, pick and prospect, you know, first round pick, prospect, and I'm like, holy shit, for Wayne Wayne Simmons? But um, I think when he is actually moved, if he's moved to a contender, he's the kind of guy where, uh, you know, he'll be rejuvenated. You know, I could see him dropping gloves every other game, scoring power play goals. And if he goes to a contender, he won't have to play. Uh, a large offensive five-on-five role or a defensive, you know, he can. You can kind of hide him on a contender. You know what I mean? Whereas on a team like the Flyers right now, you can't really hide Wayne Simmons. No, I mean, it comes down to he'll be in a winning locker room with a positive attitude, and he'll probably be utilized properly. Mm-hmm. And every player when they get traded especially to a contender, they're going to be back in the playoffs and on a team that probably has a chance to win it all, which he's never been on. Maybe in 2012 is the closest they've ever come to that. You know, that, that gives, that'll revitalize him. And when a, a revitalized Simmons, what he brings to the table, that's what other GMs are looking for. And they know what can happen when players get moved. Sometimes players need to get moved. So they're going to probably start, I don't know, say the, say the trade deadline is the 28th of February. Probably around the 19th or 20th, you're going to start getting offers. And what Chuck Fletcher has to do is not jump on the first offer. He's got to make them bid against each other and try to get the best possible package. And it could be a win-win for both sides, especially depending on what team gets them. Like you're not – I've seen it floated out there like, oh, Simmons for Colorado's uh, uh, first – or uh, not Colorado, for the, from Ottawa Colorado, pick. Ottawa's first pick. It's like there ain't no way you're getting that pick. But Colorado's first pick, which will probably be in the high 20s, that's not crazy. They could use a player like that. I, if I were them, I would look for another goaltender. But, hey, they're few and far between. Um, a team like Boston and Toronto we've talked about. The Oilers for some strange reason. Um, you know, there, there's, no, there's no shortage of teams who could use Wayne Simmons. And the closer we get to the deadline – the higher the price is going to get. And the more teams we got bidding for them, the better. And there's not a whole lot of players out there like Simmons. So anything can happen. I would talk to anybody. And, yeah, there's too many hockey guys out there and fan bases. Like you said with Voracek, we see these guys every day, so we see a lot of the, the negative. A lot of other fan bases don't. And they just see the positives. They see the highlights. Yeah. And they see what their team is missing. And I think that's where we can strike gold if it's done correctly. And this is Chuck Butcher's time to shine because as of right now, all he's done is add waiver wire pickups and call up a goaltending 
you know, prospect he didn't draft. So see what he, let's see what he's made of. And, yeah, I think it's good to hear that, you know, teams are openly discussing that they're interested. So, um, like I said, trade deadline can't come soon enough. So. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll probably have a couple more shows leading up to that. So, uh, so we said they got New Jersey and they got Minnesota coming up. Can they go on a three-game winning streak for the – they would tie it. They've only been on a three-game winning streak once this year. Will they tie it? No, I, th- I think I think the Wild, even with their injuries, is going to beat them. It might be a close game. They might beat the Devils. Score. But the Devils always play the Flyers tough. We did get them. I think we're one-on-one against them this year. Uh, they, I think they could get by the Devils. That could give them momentum going into the Minnesota game. But Minnesota sh- – they're just on another level. Even they're, they're a physical injuries. team, man. They're they're a tough team. And they got a they got a good goaltender. So like, here's the thing: are the is Minnesota starting their starting goaltender? Because a lot of teams tend to just start their backups against the Flyers with how bad we are. Yeah. So yeah, if the backups in, maybe we got a shot. If Dubnik's in, I really don't think we'll win. You know, no. but who's after the Wild? Like, is it like going to get easier or tougher from there? I mean, we're the worst team in the league. <laughs> Every yeah, game is we, tough. And the other bad team we played, we lost to the Blues in a battle, a battle of the worst teams for a, Jack Hughes. We lost a team that was fighting fighting each other in in their practices. We lost to. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they played New Jersey, the Minnesota. So then they got Boston on Wednesday. That's a loss. They're gonna get rocked. Saturday, the following Saturday, they play Montreal. Then they have a week off. Oh, the All Star break. They need that bad. Yeah, but then they come back and play Winnipeg. (laughs) (laughs) That's a back-to-back with the Rangers. Boston again. Edmonton, they can see Wayne Simmons up close. Vancouver. Oh, jeez. They might never win a game again. Well, then they play the Kings. That's a winnable game. (laughs) I mean, yeah, this is one of the first times I look at the schedule and I'm like, no, that team's better, that team's better. And it's like, man, I only named like... In like the two months worth of games, I picked like two or three wins. Yeah, so and if, if you look at their roster, I mean, they match. should be winning some games. But I guess they just don't mesh. So, but we're, we're coming up on an hour. You want to wrap this one up? Yeah, we probably should. Fires did win tonight if you didn't catch that. Yeah, they did. <laughs> they did win. Nose, but they did. Yep, Flyers do finally win their first win of the year. We're going to sign off. You're listening to FHW Radio. Just in case you missed in the beginning, you can find us on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and the app that we're using now, which is Anchor. Um, you can catch us on YouTube if you feel like watching us. Um, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. You can catch us on Twitter. I'm Jim underscore FHW, also known as Angry Jim. Jack, you are? I'm at Flyers Yak. I need more Twitter followers. I do say some funny shit. Especially to certain players or certain people's Twitters. You usually give the uh, beat writers a hard time. They say some weird stuff sometimes. <laughs> like, uh, did you see Sam Carducci? Oh, uh, should the Flyers trade Wayne Simmons or should they hang on to him to uh, lure Joel Penville to come to Philly? That made no sense to me. Yeah, I didn't understand no. that either. Why? No. So, yeah, anyway, that's kind of the stuff I, I troll on the internet. But I do make some good points, so. Come on, I need some followers. Let's go. Follow <laughs> me, follow you. you like my friend Dimmy over here. Yeah, it's good. Help me out. <laughs>
Give Jack some follows, guys. And, and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, FHW Radio, signing off. We'll catch you guys next week.